calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello and welcome to Guiding Asset, the flagship investment podcast for CFA Institute. In this episode, I'm joined by Dr. Arezu Magara. Arezu is a managing director and global head of data science at JP Morgan Asset Management, which these days manages about two and a half trillion dollars. The PhD in computer science and mathematics from Columbia, two masters and many years of senior leadership roles in our industry. She is well qualified to talk AI with us today. So welcome doctor to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. Today, we're going to cover artificial intelligence and machine learning in the investment setting, both for making better investment decisions and for improving the efficiency of our business. Before we get to that, though, you said something to me, Arezu, that really stayed with me. You said, at some level, we are all data scientists. So perhaps to start us off, could you please tell us what you meant by that? Sure. Why I believe most of us are data scientists. If you think about it, our days are filled with a constant stream of decisions. Some decisions are minor, some are more major. Minor decisions like what to eat for breakfast or what train I'm going to take to commute or what should be on my to-do list. Some decisions are more complex and require a lot more input and thinking. The decisions we make to perform in our jobs is an example of more complex decisions we make on a daily basis no matter what the job is. As an investment professional, a scientist, a lawyer, a medical doctor, a marketing professional, no matter what we do, we all need to make sure we use correct facts to make high quality decisions. In our daily jobs, we are evaluated based on the decisions we make. Hypothetically, you can think of any job that requires making some decision based on some facts or data as a data science job. This is something we usually forget. Uh, similar to a data science model, high quality, clean and unbiased data helps us make more accurate decisions. And to arrive at our decisions, we use the data, we analyze it and kind of model it, either mentally or by Excel or by some sort of sophisticated modeling. Lastly, we interpret these results that we are producing out of our model to draw the conclusions that shape those decisions. We need to communicate those results and conclusions by creating some summary charts or, or some stats to our boss, to our clients. So if you think about all this and what we do in order to do our jobs, we are all basically data scientists. So let's talk data science beyond Excel and, and obviously is a staple for many listeners to this podcast, something that we live and breathe in our day to day. I'd love it if you could talk about how can artificial intelligence, machine learning be applied specifically to security selection. And in answering that, please cover how JP Morgan currently uses these tools uh, in the investment process. Sure. The problem of stock selection usually comes down to ranking some stocks in the universe based on some characteristics that we economically estimate they would drive stocks returns. 
That's what the traditional quant factors that are constructed based on modeling some fundamental or technical stocks characteristics try to do. The simplest, most well-known example is the value factor, which is based on the anticipation of higher return for cheaper stocks, which is in the most basic form captured either based on book to price or earning to price ratios. And the relationship is assumed to be linear. Now one could make this problem more complex by adding more factors and for more complicated relationships based on just a linear regression. That's where AI and ML come to play. ML models can help mine a large group of fundamental technical or macro factors with a lot of data points to look for all sorts of linear or nonlinear relationships that could change under different time horizons and market regimes. One could also argue that these models have the tendency to overfit and usually find relationships that might not sustain out of sample. Putting that thought aside for a second, this approach to build alpha factors is a well-studied and well-documented problem that lots of quantitative strategies try to tackle. So do we as part of our quant strategies in JP Morgan Asset Management. However, we are using AI and ML beyond mining fundamental and macro factors in quant strategies. For us, another crucial application of data science is in fundamental investment process, which is, in my opinion, is a much pro harder problem to solve. We try to empower our fundamental PMs who have a completely different investment process and are not in the business of generating alpha signals with AI ML tooling. Basically, we use AI to enable our fundamental PMs make faster and smarter decisions by separating signal from noise in massive volumes of structured and unstructured data that they are trying to consume. We have heard from our PMs that they face a fire hose of information on a daily basis. Most of our fundamental PMs cover thousands or so number of stocks in their universe, and they have to come up with simplistic screens to filter down their universe to hundreds to make it more manageable. Therefore, they are always worried about not knowing what they don't know. You could think of it as building a smart robo-assistant for PMs that would monitor large volumes of textual and time series data and prioritize the information that they should pay attention to immediately. The idea is to surface any material changes in the underlying information that could have material impact on stocks prices. This could be anything from some value generative language in some CEO or CFO stocks to any material change in analysts' forecasts and the reasons behind it. The tool will, dream, uh, will use reinforcement learning to learn over time how to customize the relevant information to provide better recommendations to each portfolio manager. So is, is it a case then, Arizu, where you have a, a, a huge set of back data and you're, and you're back testing that to come up with signals that you think are instructive 
or predictive in nature. And the, by using AI and ML, applying those techniques to that back data, that it, it is more effective in generating or sort of, I guess, identifying those signals than sort of traditional quant methods historically have been? It's a great question. It's a slightly different, right? And so I would say that a lot of data scientists in asset management industry are trying to basically uh, solve the first problem, how to create alpha factors, how to create stock screens, and how to basically automate a fundamental investment process fully. However, my argument is if you could do that, and if we could delegate the entire decision-making pipeline to robots, we wouldn't call that fundamental investment process anymore. It would be another quant process. So the way we've approached it is to recognize that fundamental managers use both art and science to arrive at their de investment decisions, as opposed to a quantitative process that is heavily loaded on automating stock selection and portfolio construction through a purely scientific procedure, fundamental investment has also an art to it. I'm not saying that everyone is going to agree with this, but in my experience, recognizing this fact and, and aiming to solve for that problem uh, is gonna take us a long way with fundamental investor managers. So I'd just like to pick up on that thread a little bit, Arizu, because that's there's an element of the process as I understand it that we, we haven't talked about today a little bit, which is that the artificial intelligence and machine learning tools can be used to identify gaps in the sort of the art side of it, the, the, the behavioral kind of biases and the blind spots that you might have. We, we had a great conversation a, a couple months ago with Olivier Thibonis, wrote a, a book with Danny Kahneman and Cass Sunstein uh, called Noise. And I'd be thrilled if you could talk a little bit about how the tools that you have here are, are, can help fundamental managers kind of overcome blind spots in their, in their, in their own thinking. That's an excellent question. And we are also as part of the work we are doing at JP Morgan Asset Management, but problem, one problem we are trying to solve is how to basically reduce the impact of behavioral biases by informing portfolio managers about their decisions and how those decisions either worked for them or hurt their portfolio performance. One way of doing that is to create a more objective process for them where applicable. And what I mean by that is to recognize that, okay, portfolio managers, fundamental portfolio managers have their own bespoke and customized processes. So we need to be able to create the right dialogue and invest and engagement process with them. I don't start with our fundamental portfolio managers by trying to automate the entire fundamental investment pipeline for them. Rather, I make sure it's clear that data science team is going to leave the art to the PMs, and the goal is to help them create efficiencies in the scientific aspect of their investment process. The selling point is to provide them with the right tools that could help them separate signal from noise and locate the relevant, relevant information they care about in order to arrive at high quality investment decisions fast, or better yet, help them uncover opportunities that they would have missed otherwise, just because we are all human and we are naturally limited in processing massive volumes of data 
with no help from machines. The key here is to not and create a gradual trust in this process. Another important selling point is the customization of the relevant information based on each PM's unique needs. Fundamental investment processes are unique to each PM's skill and process. A successful tool doesn't treat everything as one size fits all. AI-enabled tools over time learn what's most relevant to each PM, and over time they can recommend the more appropriate information to the reinforcement learning. The better AI can learn to prioritize and offer what PMs really need, the higher the success of adopting AI in the investment process. That makes a lot of sense because I, I feel like there is certainly a uh, human element to all of this that you know, fundamental analysts sometimes might define themselves as not quantitative analysts. So what you're describing is a more integrated role of technology in, in that process. Um, and so, you know, having a, a change management kind of strategy around that, I guess it's been important to to support buy-in with, with your buy-side analysts, it sounds like. Exactly. So the key is the trust. So it's basically similar to when you are thinking about uh, using a movie streaming app, right? Among many applications that are out there, you are trying to decide what, what works for you and you make that choice based on what what application is going to learn from your past behavior and is able to recommend to you the movies that you care about the most. The AI engine behind the app over time is able to learn what it should bring to your attention. It is the same in the investment process. The more PMs use AI and uh, provide feedback on the relevancy and accuracy of the recommendations that they are receiving from AI, the better AI engine can learn what signal for the PMs and what noise and help them separate between the two more efficiently and be more effective as successful investors. So this this is really interesting stuff, Arezu. I, I feel like we've learned a lot about kind of generally kind of how this process works, but I, many of our listeners came in with a general idea of what AI and machine learning means. But given all that you've said here, I wonder if you could give us an example to kind of bring it light, bring it to life, make it clear. Of, of how these things can be used in the investment setting. Sure. If you think about the AI ML models, they are in reality the progression of the good old statistical models. The theory behind a lot of these models, at least conceptually, has been around for decades or even centuries. You can't think of AI ML models as more sophisticated statistical models that try to build a more accurate representation of the data. The application of the ML models in investments, similarly to many other applications, is about modeling the relationship between the characteristics or the explanatory variables to some response variable, which in the case of a stock investment would be usually stock return. This relationship could be derived using basic models such as ordinary list square or ONS regressions, or more complex deep networks. At the end of the day, the complexity of the model is related to the number of parameters that need to be estimated to arrive at the desired representation of the data. The more the number of the parameters, the more training data obviously is required to have a model that's statistically sound. 
this would perhaps be more familiar to people in the context of creating alpha factors again, or coming up with the list of most desired versus less desired stocks in a universe based on a group of fundamental or technical characteristics for those stocks. Another good example of applying AIML in the investment setting is to use LSTM, which is a type of artificial neural network to estimate, for instance, bond prices or other security prices in the short term. So I imagine for these models to, to be more and more effective, you have various different sets of data that you can feed into them because they're, they're only as good as the data they have. And, and certainly a, a topical theme that we read about a lot in the, in the markets today is uh, alternative data. So can you talk about how important alternative data is to gaining an edge and, and maybe give us some examples? Oh, absolutely. I believe the main attraction of alternative data is to gain informational advantage over other more conventional sources of data, especially in applications and markets that these sources of data are sparse or inadequate. A critical application of alternative data for us in JP Morgan Asset Management is in ESG investing. Assessing a company's environmental, social, and governance risks is an investment essential. There are many instances where corporate transparency around ESG disclosures is uneven, especially in the emerging markets or with the smaller cap companies. Data is sparse, and regulatory standards are still at work. In these scenarios, AI can help with accessing reliable and timely information about corporate ESG risks. In JP Morgan Asset Management, we use AI to provide new information and ways of flagging early on whether a company may have a brewing ESG controversy that could send its stock price plunging. AI can dig beneath the surface to identify with greater accuracy high-quality and unique signals, create new metrics by using alternative data and customized models. AI is adding a useful new layer of information for a variety of funds, not just the ones that are called sustainable on the surface. And why these data science signals are just one small addition to the larger investment decision-making process, they are a big step forward and we can offer our investors an early look in bringing important corporate issues to the surface before they have a large material impact on the company. What's your vision for the future of AI and machine learning in investment decision-making? When I think about how AI and ML might evolve to impact our lives in every aspect and not just investment, I cannot stop thinking about how internet has evolved and now has become an integral part of everything we do as humans. The same way we cannot imagine a world without the internet, there will be a time that we cannot imagine a world without the presence of AI-enabled tools in every aspect of our lives. The field of investments is no exception. And Alan Turing, suggested in 1950s, if humans use available information as well as reason 
to solve problems and make decisions, then why can't machines do the same thing? Today, computing power is increasing exponentially and becoming cheaper every day. As such, the growth of AI is inseparable from this growth in processing power. Computers are becoming smaller, cheaper, and more powerful every day. AI has penetrated in all aspects of everything we do in our everyday lives and businesses. Like everything else, the field of investment is also increasingly becoming data-intensive and technology-dependent. AI-enabled tools increasingly augment our ability to leverage the large volumes of data generated in day-to-day -day business activities. It enables us to identify patterns, make predictions, automate processes, make better decisions, and communicate more effectively. AI is already everywhere. In JP Morgan, we use chatbots for customer service. We use AI-enabled algorithms for fraud detection, risk management, operational efficiencies, compliance, better interaction with our clients, and winning market share. And there will be more to come. We will more and more move from augmentation to automation and eventually reasoning powered by AI. The prerequisite to this evolution, though, is trust in AI-enabled models to do the right thing. Hence, the focus on advancing explainable and ethical AI is going to be more relevant than ever. As we generate more data around us and rely on AI to analyze this data to make critical decisions, which at times could impact government policies and human lives, we need to introduce more explainability and responsibility in these models. Thank you for that. We're down to our final question here, and there's a bit of a nuance compared to normal this time. So that's what, what was your first job in the industry? And if you could go back and take yourself for coffee on your first day, what key piece of advice would you offer yourself? And the nuance for you is, I wonder if you can touch on advice for early career professionals aspiring to master machine learning and AI in asset management in particular. Thank you for the question. I've been very fortunate. I was able to get a very good education and working great companies with very smart people. My first job was at Goldman Sachs Asset Management. And when I look back to that time, I was fortunate enough to work with great mentors and very smart colleagues that has shaped who I am as not, not only as a professional, but also as a human being. I would like to recite an advice that I heard from someone very senior who was also my mentor at that job. Uh, that mentor told me in order to be successful and to get to my full potential, I needed to get out of my comfort zone, be curious and take risks especially in the early years of our careers, when we are less experienced and less confident, we tend to resort to what's familiar as it gives us an anchor and more comfort. The downside is though, we would never learn anything new if we just stick to what we know. In order to grow, we need to step into uncomfortable, unfamiliar territories and challenge ourselves. If I had the knowledge I have today, earlier in my career, 
perhaps I would be bolder in actually advocating for using more AI and ML in asset management. Because early on, concept of AI in finance wasn't as accepted as it is today. And perhaps I would have advocated for more use cases of AI in asset management. I've been speaking today with Dr. Arezu Magadam, Managing Director and Global Head of Data Science at JP Morgan Asset Management. Thanks so much for speaking with us today. Thank you very much for having me, Mike. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I'm Mike Wahlberg, and this is me, Guiding Assets. Mm-hmm.